<laughs> Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Well, so we think, but we let you be the judge of that. But either way, what we have to talk about today is... Ageless! So we are in the summer season at the time of this recording. And because we're in the month of astrological cancer, solar cancer, um, one of the things that cancer rules over is family. And with COVID-19, everyone being really quarantined, you know, more or less, depending on where you are. If you live at home, you have to be with your family, or maybe you can't see your family, stuff like that. But of course, it just brings up the theme of just generally speaking, like, what is family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you want me to speak to that, or you have a mood? A specific question. I mean, it needs to get more specific because that's a really general question. But I guess... <laughs> Hi, Saya. Yeah, I mean... Bird, bless you. That's our... Bless you, Saya. That's our dog, Saya. And she's part of our family. Mm-hmm. But I am almost 100% certain that she didn't come from my mom. And I don't think she came from (laughs) your mom either, but she's family. Mm. So there, I guess there's like blood family and spiritual family, like the family that you choose. Yeah, like family of origin, how it's called, and you know, your family. Yeah, that's nice, the way of putting it. Like, Mm -hmm. but you can have emotions with both. Definitely. Uh Most people have strong emotions with their family of origin or rather against them, I would think. So what's the point? What's the purpose of family on the spiritual path, I guess? I mean, that's the context. Well, family of origin on the spiritual path usually is looked at as a hindrance. Mm-hmm. Like the Buddhists say, oh, family is Mara and, you know, whoever has heard about Siddhartha Gautama, who then became the Buddha. You know, I have seen Little Buddha, the movie. <laughs> sees. Like, the story is that uh, he left his family, like his wife, his son, his kingdom. Because traditionally, families are a structure that hold us back. Mm-hmm. Because we all have to play our roles in a family of origin. And, you know... Most of the roles are codependent, and if we don't do that, you know, then we are being shamed or punished or right. guilt-tripped. What, what is Mara, though? Just backing up really quick. Just, you know, can you define what Mara is? Well, Mara, in that context, like, is, the, um, is actually evil. Like, it's the... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like some... We would probably call it more like Satan, but the Buddhists, they don't have uh, necessarily the same connotations to Satan than we have, but Mm -hmm. the effects are the same. It's like you interact with Mara, you're in hell, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh Uh-huh. Right. mm -hmm. Oh, interesting, because like in uh, Cancer is ruled by the archetype of the chariot, and Mara, I guess, would then be connected to hell, which would be the devil. Oh, how interesting! And they are opposites. Yeah, wow. So you can be like in a relate, and like these people in the devil, they are chained. Yes. You know, so this is like um, a chained relationship, even with family. Mm. Yeah. I never even thought of it like that before. Especially with family, 
and yeah. family of origin Makes because sense, yeah. there you don't have the feeling you know that you can just get up and leave like no with the people if you mention like the devil card then you look at the chains they are loose like at any time you know they could take them off yeah but they do not mm -hmm. and um you know in my healing work with people there sadly were several instances where it was the prudent thing to do to counsel people to really leave their family of origin because the environment was just too toxic. Right. So, I mean, that's a, that's a really intense thing right there, like a step on the path to, to do that. I mean, before we get into that also, because you also brought up something else, like what are these roles that you're talking about? These roles that well, you play? I mean, on a... On a very basic level, yeah. you know, you have... This isn't speechless, my love. This is ageless. <laughs> like mm -hmm. mother, father, mm -hmm. you know, mother the nurturer, father the authoritarian. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to play these roles. You have to play these roles. And then you have the firstborn who is... The primo. Like the <laughs> special mm -hmm. one. And then you have the middle child who... It's a sufferer. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Like from, uh, <laughs> like, gosh, what was it called? I can't remember now at this point. Like, what was the, what was the show again? Like with the faces and the squares? Gosh, what was it called? The, I mean, it wasn't really my, um, not the Partridge family, but the other one. This is really embarrassing. Oh, I didn't know. Um, I can't think of it. That's really <laughs> intense. But either way, it's just funny because... There was three boys and three girls, and the three boys came with the dad, and the three girls came with the the mom, and then they got married. So then there was the three boys and the three girls, and so then like the the on the girl side there was the 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 eldest the oldest girl, and she was like the most you know beautiful and successful, and then there was the middle child, and she was like always like you know jealous of the older one but then also not the baby exactly i remember their names it was like marcia jan and cindy uh-huh but they were if there was in germany they probably were named like olga helki and you know gundrun or something I like i don't know but i'm like i've never really been a tv <laughs> yeah. watcher i mean i only watch shows now because i can stream them but this is so funny actual tv i mean for the longest time i didn't even yeah own a tv well that's because i'm having a mercury retrograde moment where i can't remember i mean it's like a famous whatever it doesn't matter what what the name well, of the show is. Right, I'm in sure if the, you Yeah, please leave, leave us a comment show. and <laughs> tell me what's the name of that uh, that show. But yeah, the middle child has this problem. Mm -hmm. you know, or this role, I yeah, guess. It's a role. It's a role. Yeah. Because of course the middle child child can also just decide, hey, you know, I'm not gonna be pressed into that role. I'm not. I'm gonna be stellar. I'm yeah. Not, it's very, That's very nice. difficult. Stellar, like overcoming the, the yeah, constellation because, of that family, yeah. You know, and then, of course, there are all the roles of codependency that, yeah. you know, act out in the different constellations. And with, um, like, these three kids that we now call, like, the average family, like, it, it becomes very... But it, it applies to any number of children... Because um, we have the gangs within the family. The gangs? 
Yeah. Like the like a street gang. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like the Crips and the Bloods or whatever, like it's, gangs. <laughs> yeah. What, well, well, please elaborate on that. That's interesting. Well, it's like we're at any given moment, like you decide, you know, to belong to this particular group because it serves your goal at the moment. Oh, and they gang up. And they gang on up. Others. Yeah, that makes so much sense, actually, because, you know, we are in the age of Aquarius, which, you know, we can talk about in other episodes, but actually, and you see in the world, like, you know, information, blah, 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 but during the age of cancer, which was a long time ago, it was all about tribes. Wow. Forming tribes, mm-hmm. these gangs yeah. that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it makes sense on an archetypal level, like having these gangs and this codependency. So, basically, then when you need to step out of the family, so to speak, then you're basically stepping out of those roles. Yes. And I guess if the environment is too toxic, like you said, I guess then you really have to step out of it, like. It's yeah, it's necessary for the spiritual path. Like then you have to really cut them off or totally. you know, whatever, like really outgrow that. Mm-hmm. And for example, I mean, uh if you can imagine that, um for all our listeners, I mean I know in the States like you turn around and change your name and then you that's it, you assume a different identity. Now in Germany it is extremely difficult. I mean, for example, my uh, maiden name has a O umlaut in it, mm-hmm. you know, and as we know, this is a very difficult for most languages to write or know. I mean, my U.S. keyboard doesn't even have that. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I tried to, to hold down the O. Change. <laughs> yeah, I tried to change that uh, officially into O E. Right. So that it's like digitally compatible. Yeah. There's no way. Even though, you know, in my bank account and all my official statements and on my credit cards, it is OE, but I cannot officially change it that I have this in my passport. I mean, just to uh, make it clear how difficult it is to change a name in Germany. However, Mm -hmm. a very dear friend of mine, like her family, is so toxic. Mm -hmm that she could prove to the authorities that, you know, as long as she has that name, she will be always held back because just speaking that name or thinking herself as part of this family, you know, makes her energy like totally whacked. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense because the power... And and, and they allowed it. They allowed it. They looked into her case and they saw no... This is seriously toxic, and this, you know, poor woman should have a different name. That's awesome that they allowed that, because the power of names is really powerful. Exactly. I mean, that's like a tribe is identified by its name, Mm. by its flag, by Mm. its symbol, what it's called. And if you feel attached to that name, like, there's no way you can grow. No. That makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like what you just said, I have never thought of that too. So that is like why then uh, when you get married, like the woman needs to take on the name of the other tribe. 
Oh wow! To, oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that that's where it's coming from. Yeah, you know, it's very clear. You have nothing to do with that tribe anymore. Now you belong to us. Especially, I mean, women and being, you know, sold and and bought in marriage and stuff yeah. like that. So very wow, interesting. Intense. Uh-huh. Well, let's get more into this. You know, whole name of family things right mm-hmm. after this break. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Speechless. If you like Ageless, consider subscribing to Speechless, where we really get into the deep spiritual topics of what we're talking about. Uncut, unfiltered, and politically incorrect. Okay, we are back, and we are talking about family and the spiritual path. And, yeah, I mean, family can be a huge hindrance on the path. I can totally see that, especially with all the roles and everything that you're talking about. Um... Actually, I had an insight recently about family, like how really your only real connection to family is the genetics. And we know that also genetics are connected to fate or what's also known as karma. And these things can be resolved. Mm. But I think beyond the genetics, there is no real connection to family in most cases, um, that's like, it's not really like a conscious choice. It's more families. Like for me, like, I guess more of a consequence than a choice. Yes. You know, like it's a consequence of past choices that you've made, but you can always choose in this lifetime to make different choices. And then of course your family will change as you make those choices. Mm. But really it's, it's not like this, I feel like when people are making such a big deal out of family, like with the emotional ties and this and that, it's not really there. I mean, have you ever watched a Thanksgiving movie that should yeah. tell you I yeah. mean, what's really going on? In Sauge County. Yeah, you know? it's like... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely... I mean, of course, like... You know, you can count on your family and stuff and this and that, but it's like the family that you define. It's the family that's like of a, not just based on blood. Mm, Yeah, it's again, in a spiritual sense, it's like you are what's called your sangha Mm -hmm. in in Buddhism. I, I mean, I have to use these imageries because they have just defined it like so nicely. You know, it's very easy to talk about it. I mean, this is... um specific group that shares um spiritual path with you mm-hmm. it's on the same path and mm-hmm. that's the your real family mm-hmm. yeah and of course you can bring your family problems into it oh and you will yeah but there you have a chance to work it out because the context is spirituality and not the codependent roles exactly mm-hmm. that is intense. Mm-hmm. That's really intense. Because, I mean, Go otherwise ahead. it would be just really fantasy if you think you, you leave your family of origin and then all your problems are going away. No. It is, I mean, a lot of them might, or some of them might, or none of them may, but what happens is you have a chance at resolving them because you are gone from the projections of your family. But are you really ever gone from them? 
Well, yeah, I mean, out of sight, out of mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can still pro- project or think of you in that certain way, but you do not have to interact with those projections anymore. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. It's interesting because in astrology, like family is fourth house, but then siblings have their own house. And then the Sangha also has a different house. Mm. So I think it's really like, you know, the ultimate mother and father is like, you know, uh, really has nothing to do with our parents, so to speak, other than like they represent that everyone is connected to this, you know, ultimate mother and father, like God goddess so to speak kind of energy Mm. um but i I think it's interesting like what you're talking about like with all these roles and stuff because we do have these different roles that that we have to play and in family sometimes people expect that and then they bank on that codependency like you're a bad family member if you don't do xyz or whatever you know and this creates a lot of stress i know people that i see they have a a lot of people have stress like with their family Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or they want to, whether it's they want to start a family or heal from their family, you know, or just, it's just really interesting, the mm. whole subject. But yeah, that was my insight that it's really just a physical connection. Yeah, physical and karmic, like we said. And like in my workshops, I used to, uh, to have the example of, you know, I've talked about my beloved sister here on Ageless many times. So <laughs> let her be an example one more time. Because we definitely, like, we have the same parents, no doubt about it, right? And if you would have talked to me about my experience with my parents... I would describe them in one way, and if you would talk to her, then she would describe them completely differently. And so you would never, ever come to think that we're talking about the same people. Absolutely. And I have learned from you, like the my astrologer husband, mm-hmm. right, that uh, the way your parents relate to you depends on the placement of your moon right yeah that's absolutely right like especially mm -hmm. like the mother yes yes especially mm -hmm. well like the primary caretaker because you know it to be politically correct or whatever but Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely true and 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 i have told many people that exactly that your children will receive from you differently Mm -hmm. and it's helped them a lot because a lot of parents you know, because children are their family, you know, a lot of, which has its own house, you know, mm-hmm. astrologically, but a lot of parents, they are so frustrated when their children cannot receive the same amount of attention or energy, this called energy from the output of the parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's just like totally up to the software slash hardware of the individual mm. you know what they like in the moon plays a really big part mm. in that 100 percent. The, yeah. the moon plays a huge part of that because your parent or the parent like because everyone has parents will 
that's how you will experience your parent, mm. you know? Yeah. And, um, that's beyond a role, you know, that's, it could include a role, but it could also include the freedom from that role as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even if you play a role, like how you really feel about it, uh, what mm-hmm. you're really experiencing beyond the role. Right, right. But it's interesting because you say that like it could also be karmic, but in my understanding, like the the karmic or the fatalistic is always physical, mm-hmm. you know? So it's once again, family is just a physical relationship. Yeah. And anything that's based in physicality will first decay and, you know, as it won't last and it doesn't really have any essence. So how you really feel, which is also the energy of cancer, could be like, I don't have any feelings for this person. Mm. I have nothing feeling for you or feeling against you. Mm. So therefore we are not family. Mm. Yeah. Or like, you know, would I choose you as part of my sangha, my family, my group that, you know, I want to hang out with if we wouldn't have this blood relation? And in pretty much all cases of the people I know who left their families Mm -hmm. of origin, the answer was a clear no. Yeah, it's like 99.9%. Because they were so different, and especially as we bring it back to the spiritual path, I mean, uh, I know that I was very, very lucky to have been brought up in a family that is very spiritual to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. And so me always being like far out was never a question, but I know it from others, you know, who, when they start on their spiritual path, they are being shamed and outcast and, you know, considered being crazy. Well, it's not socially acceptable to be spiritual. spiritual. Exactly. And the family of origin in most cases let you know yeah. that that's the case. Yeah. The bucket of crabs. Yes. Like I talked about in another episode. Yes. The crab again, the, mm-hmm. you know, cancer. That's, that's true because mm-hmm. like as soon as one person starts getting healthy, it, it doesn't, everyone else starts getting upset yes. in the family. And also on the flip side of that, if there's an unhealthy person in the family, I mean, we can have a whole series of talks about yeah, this, easily. but if there is an unhealthy person in the family, the whole thing, all of the roles then are, are revolving around that unhealthy person. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a black hole, you know, that sucks in all the energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so for the light to escape, basically, if we say, you know, there is one healthy person or two mm-hmm. healthy persons or whatever... They have to get uh, far enough away from the event horizon because otherwise, you know, they're being sucked into. So for anybody listening to this who is might be in a situation like that, like where you're just surrounded, like your whole life is surrounding someone, mm-hmm. you know, who is toxic. toxic or just really unhealthy, ask yourself, what is your obligation to this person? Mm. aside from the codependency, the codependent roles that you're playing, the self images that you want to fulfill, 
you know, like even if you're a child or, you know, someone growing up and somehow you're listening to this, like whatever, it's like, really think about it. What's your obligation to your other family members? Mm. You know, be thankful and whatnot, but really what's, what is, what is going on underneath there? It's very helpful to Mm. see. And try to really be honest because again, from my work, I have seen a lot of answers that came down to something that is not uh, very nice, you know, (laughs) because in a lot of cases, it's people who are afraid to be um, disinherited. Oh, like money. It's money. And they rather put up with all that shit because then they think like, okay, but then, you know, they die and then I'm going to get all this money. and, and, And so... This is sadly a big part, but it goes back to what you said, that then the relationship becomes even more connected to the material, like the physical. Yeah, and I can just speak from personal experience. You can make it on your own and then go out and make your own family. Like You don't need to sell yourself out for some money that's going to have its own attachments and emotional strings to it so no you can do it and it's worth it Mm. and um along these lines i mean often isn't there like a saying like first generation creates it second generation maintains it and third generation destroys it yeah and that's along these lines because you know if you're just connected to a family because you want that money like you're accumulating so much fate or negative karma no, because it all becomes bread of shame. And so it will be just ripped, ripped away from it's you. It's entitlement. Mm. It's entitlement. Mm-hmm. It all becomes entitlement. Yeah. And um, that's really, again, the energy of Capricorn, mm-hmm. which is 180 from Cancer. And that's what started Corona-19. Yes, I thought so of that. That's full circle. So really mm-hmm. look into your entitlement issues and deal with that. And if you want to, of course, challenge yourself and go deeper, please consider subscription to Speechless. And I'm going to do a shameless plug-in right now. I'm going to be starting a tarot class, um, you know, exploring some of just the intro- introducing yourself to the different archetypes. And so if you're curious about that, please send me a message or contact us or leave a comment. And otherwise, it's been a great... Uh, conversation with you as always ageless talk about <laughs> ageless problems yeah. hopefully not and this has been Arik and Aurelia and you've just listened to an episode of ageless, ageless. listen to us on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or YouTube see you guys bye, bye.